2: The same. welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
0: i'm lindsay weber
2: and i cannot believe this headline on deadline the surreal life colon, vh1 brings back classic reality series i was like eh whatever who cares this real life old hat we don't need another one and then i scrolled down and I read this the series will feature Dennis Rodman, August Alsina, Stormy Daniels, Tamar Braxton, Frankie Muniz, Kim Coles, CJ Perry, and Manny Mua living together and competing in a series of challenges. I mean, That's a lineup.
0: Can't, you can't deny that lineup. The thing about the surreal life is that the reason why it was surreal was because of the time that it existed in. Like, there's nothing surreal about this anymore because we now have had like many iterations of this type we're of reality programming. We're used to this. Yeah, like, it was surreal because VH1 and Viacom properties were all, like, testing the limits of, like, what a celebrity meant. Like, celeb was, like, and what their... reality meant, yeah. Yeah, like, and who these people were and what types of celebrities they were and, like, they were infamous celebrities like, in that way.
2: How long can we stretch this piece of nostalgia cheese, you know?
0: But even, like, what happens when we put people in a house and the only thing they have in common is a very specific type of fleeting fame. Like <laughs> not even that they they need therapy or they're, it's big brother. Like it is kind of big brother, but it's not, there's no like game aesthetic to it. It's just, oh, this is so surreal. Like why is Tamar Braxton in a house with Stormy Daniels, you know, for <laughs> no other reason. And so this is like, it's all about the casting and they really got it. Each of these people, it's like Will be surreal to see them, you know, in a house.
2: It feels surreal to see them all listed in the same paragraph. Together.
0: Right, right, right. And like half these people, I'm surprised they would even do a show like this in this weird way.
2: I thought Frankie point. Munez was all about olive oil, and I didn't think August Alcina would want to be in front of a camera again for the rest of his life. So right, like, and I
0: thought Tamar Braxton had decided that as well to like yeah, move right. on from this, you know. Dennis but Rodman, is... I
2: get. Stormy Daniels, I get.
0: Right. Wow. I mean, I just it's going to be that it's like one of those things where I'm like snooze until I saw that lineup. It's like, you know, if they can get that type of cast, I guess, relaunch it, you know?
2: What do I have to watch this on? If it's VH1, is that Peacock or is that pa- Paramount Plus? It could be is anything, that...
0: but it's probably Paramount Plus.
2: <laughs> they got to release Paramount minus for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God. No, you haven't seen you haven't seen Paramount Plus lineup. It's pretty much Paramount minus. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't need to they don't need to release a separate place for it i pay for paramount plus right now because i'm watching love island cbs and it's just the easiest way to do it and uh-huh. i have to tell you it's an embarrassing situation because like <laughs> what's on paramount plus like drag race love island and then like evil i'm always like what's on this everyone network, loves Bob? evil
2: i carly we did an ad for i carly apparently yeah, i, Carly's yeah, I carly. the reason to do it it
0: is <laughs> Right, it's on there.
2: We've been told iCarly is a good reason to get Paramount Plus.
0: You're just scrolling through and you're like, What's here? You know, like, okay, you know, a quiet you do place better. Too,
2: right, a quiet place. I've heard Evil's amazing. I don't know. Did oh, I you loved Evil? the stand. The stand's on Paramount Plus. You were the only right. person in the world who watched the stand I did. and told I did everyone not... to watch the stand. But I did And not then you'd, watch always it on say, you'd always say you'd always say, it's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Only on
0: Paramount Plus.
2: The last thing I want to do before beginning this episode, which is Who's There Our Weekly the Call in Show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns, is just play this one second.
0: There's something wrong with this bitch. There's something wrong with
2: this bitch. Lindsay and I are seeing old tonight, and I cannot wait to find out why they're getting old, and it's the only thing I can think about.
0: I do feel like it is a treat to see a movie that I am excited about. If only because there's been no hype, no reviews, no information, no nothing, just a trailer that's weird starring Vicky Creeps. Like <laughs> it is one of those rare things where there, it just feels like, where did this come from? I know zero information and I don't – you know what I mean? There's yeah. no – There's no hype for this thing.
2: M. Night Shyamalan is nothing if not like a reliably weird filmmaker at this point. Like, I feel like I will get my money's worth by going to see Old. I have to know what's wrong with the beach. (laughs) There's
0: something wrong. What's funny is like, there is something wrong with this beach is the plot of Old.
3: There's something wrong with this
0: beach. There's something wrong with this beach. (laughs) Anyways, I'm so excited to figure out what's wrong with the beach. It's, it's also like about. the minute you learn what's wrong with the beach, the movie like should end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's That's might film be, works. That might
2: be how it works. <laughs> that might be how it works. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's just move on to comments.
4: Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I was just listening to Tuesday's episode and the Amazon live segment. Um, and I just wanted to let everyone know that I've been sleeping on Porsche Williams pampered by Porsche sheets for over a year now. Um, and they're the best sheets I've ever owned. So, um, if, whether you want, don't buy them on Amazon, buy them from Portia's website. But, um, I highly recommend, uh, grateful for Sharna. Bye.
0: Oh my God. Portia's sheets. They're a hit.
2: <laughs> they're a hit. I went to her website. It's pamperedbyportia.com and it says pampered by Portia, luxurious feel sheet set. And then it's a photo of Portia laying in bed. And then the tagline is there's no such thing as too luxurious. I would never
0: sell sheets. Why not? Because sheets are so rarely good. Like, sheets are hard. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I would make bad, she- like, it's likely that you would make bad sheets. It's so nice to hear that Porsche makes good sheets.
2: I'm trying to see, like, what the sheets are made of, because I feel like that's kind of crucial. That's the crucial detail. You know, like, that's Probably all I Pascal care about. Pascal
0: or whatever. What's it called? Paco? Pascal per sale? Per sale. <laughs> Probably Pascal. <laughs> Per sale. Sa- it's like
2: P-E-R... I've never said it out loud now that I'm saying me it. Me neither. P-E-R-C-A-L-E, per sale. Yeah,
0: it's like a word that only has been associated with sheets in my mind. Like, no, nothing else.
2: Oh, they're microfiber. Pampered by Porsche sheets are made from a super soft, double-brushed microfiber, so it is not measured in thread count, as a traditional cotton set would be. Okay, but the babe. comfort and soft touch of pampered by Porsche most similarly feels like 1800 thread count. It's like, Okay, sure. you can't
0: tell me... That it's not measured in thread count. How else am I supposed? Another thing because it's microfiber thread count. You like it's almost like a it's another thing that only sheets do. (laughs) Only sheets measure in thread count.
2: If I had sheets, they would exclusively be linen. I only care me, about linen sheets at too. this point in my life. Oh, that's it. Uh me too. Me too. No better way to spend money than on bed and bed adjacent materials. You can get a good deal on linen sheets, believe me. We've had you a good deal on linen can. sheets on our show. But
0: that's what I'm saying. It's like I love that she's like, I don't even deal with the <laughs> normal way that people define sheets, you know?
2: Cotton, we're doing something new here.
0: Yeah. Thread count? No. <laughs> but
2: if I have to speak your language, the number is 1,800. <laughs> okay, next call.
5: <sighs> uh. Hi, Weekly. I just want to confirm that Ashley Benson does call herself Benzo. Uh, back when Pretty Little Liars was on and she and Shay Mitchell were trying to sell their friendship everywhere, they would refer to themselves as Butta Benzo. I don't know why Shay Mitchell is butta and I don't know why <laughs> Ashley Benson is Benzo, but that's it. All right, punch, punch.
2: You sent me this really cursed image of Ashley Benson excuse me, Benzo on the Ellen show where right. Ellen asked if she could call her Benzo. What did Ashley say?
1: So people call you Benzo. Shall I call you Benzo? You can call me Benzo. Alright. Is that, that's what everyone calls you, right? That is. I don't know how that came about, but in the last couple of years people just started calling me Benzo or Benson and then Benzo was the name. Alright. Benzo is the name of Benzo is the name I
2: I can't believe Ellen got like as much money as she did for saying things like, Benzo is the name so rudely.
0: It's hard to tell when Ellen's tone went from maybe I care about this to disdainful for the rest of her career. You know what I mean? Like 100% in full disdain. It's like Mm -hmm. that definitely did a turn in like 2012 or something, right?
2: I don't remember the year. 2012, 2013 sounds kind of, you know, bang on. But I was visiting my family and I was home. And my mom was watching Ellen. And I watched a full episode of Ellen for the first time in, you know, a decade. I don't know. And I could not believe how big of an asshole she was. And I was like, is she always like this? And my mom was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I was like, this is nuts.
0: Well, it is kind of like watching old David Letterman interviews, which I think at the time I never... I never noticed the tone, but then the tone is a little bit darker than I think you realize. The, mm-hmm. the questions and the attitude and the answers are very much like, I don't know, Dave Letterman was also kind of an asshole.
2: <laughs> he was an asshole. He was an yeah. asshole. Um, yeah. Next call.
3: Danica McKellar commented on Sharna Burgess's recent Instagram post for Brian Austin Grant's birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. It's been a long time. Sharna is... All caps, the best heart smile emoji. French
0: French. God, everybody is grateful for Sharna.
2: <laughs> Everyone's grateful for Sharna.
0: <laughs> Truly, being grateful for Sharna is literally the mindset of every celebrity.
2: It's been a long time.
0: Like, been a long time, like, he's really old, or it's been a long time since, she, since she's seen Brian I Austin she, Green? I think she's
2: seen Brian Austin Green. Their ah. friendship kind of makes sense. Danica McKellar, star of the Wonder Years and every Hallmark movie in the past 12 years. And,
0: like, didn't she dance with the stars? And isn't Sharna that related? I swear to God, I still don't really know who Sharna is, but I am grateful for her, you know?
2: Sharna is the best. Grateful for Sharna. The best. People love Sharna. I don't know where this woman came from, why everyone suddenly <laughs> loves Sharna Burgess, but you know what?
0: Everybody's talking about Sharna.
2: Next call.
5: Hey, guys. Long time, long time. I was just listening to the Tuesday show, and you guys were talking about Preve Pri-Riv- Revo and that sunglasses brand. And um, So I worked at Sunglass in college for a long time, so I know way too much about designer sunglasses. And basically the reason why they're all stupid expensive is because they're all owned by one company called Exotica, that, like, they own Ray-Ban, they own Oakley, like, they own a ton of fashion brands, and, um, a couple years ago, they merged with the biggest French eyewear company called Essilor, and basically now, they own every brand ever, and they can control all the prices, and it's a huge monopoly, so that's why, like, yeah, the slobbies are all wearing glasses that are, you know, $200, $300, but they don't have to, like, the materials in our Pierre Reveaux are, like, basically the same as a Ray-Ban, and the Pura Reveaux are $40, so, like, If you're someone who wants to wear a fun new pair of sunglasses like every other week, like do that because there's no need to buy a Ray Brand because they're going to break just as easily. So fun, not all that interesting sunglass knowledge. Okay. Fun French, guys.
0: My God, an expert from the hut. An expert (laughs) from the hut. Live from the (laughs) hut.
2: Live from the hut, it's this hooligan.
0: I thought this was going to be like a negative about the glasses, but it actually was like a positive about the glasses. Because the way that you rolled out, you said they're the cheapest glasses ever. But I thought, so I thought you meant someone was going to call and be like, these glasses are pieces of shit. They're cheap. But this person was just like, they're cheap. Like you should just, every glasses, sunglasses are always cheap. And these are like cheaper in price. So you should yeah. just like buy these. Don't buy expensive sunglasses.
2: My dumbass. I knew that there was this one brand. I feel like I read something on like Vox or, or something about how this one sunglass brand owns everything Just or owns one eyeglass brand. Because it's like they own all these eyewear brands and they go from luxury to very like everyday, like normal brands, whatever you call those. But they also own all these retail stores. So when I'm looking at their Wikipedia, it says Luxottica Retail has about 9,100 retail locations. Okay. But that includes Sunglass Hut, Spectacle Hut, Lens Crafters, Pearl Vision, Ray-Ban, Target Optical, yeah. Oakley right. stores. It truly is a monopoly. I feel like in like a true right. sense of the word. Right. Let's move on to questions. How about that?
0: Let's move on to questions.
5: Hi, Who Weekly. Hilary Duff just posted in her Instagram stories that she's her newborn, her new baby May, is in a, in a baby class with the babies of Mandy Moore, Megan Trainer. Um, Ashley Tisdale and a couple other people like I think they're just like literally random normal people how would you rank them those four ladies who to them Thanks, crunch crunch. Grateful for Sharna.
0: I am not ranking these babies.
2: I'm looking at this: <laughs> Hillary Duff, Mandy Moore, Ashley Tisdale, Megan Trainer. Hillary Duff's on top. The other, th- uh, no, Mandy Moore's on top. Hillary Duff's right below her. Ashley Tisdale, Megan Trainer are identical. I'm sorry, they are identical. That's no, no, the ranking.
0: No, 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 no. Megan Trainer edges out Ashley Tisdale by a mile. Megan Trainer has like an active, successful
2: music career.
0: Ashley Tisdale is like, I don't even know.
2: Ashley Tisdale has been dining out on her nostalgia for so long. And guess what she. She's still full
0: megan trainer is on the charts ashley tisdale is on the youtube i'm like i'm telling you different well, you point
2: at the chart that megan trainer is on and send me a pic of it because Meghan i don't see the, where's the chart.
0: actively start? makes music ashley tisdale actively makes youtube videos like i'm sorry get out of here
2: Get out of here! I will. I do want to get out of here after looking at this. Like what they call a drum circle. It's just like I just can't deal with the way. Well, this they is all have the up. same
0: age baby, where the baby doesn't move, so they just put all the babies on their backs and they just kind of wiggle around. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Gotta socialize your baby.
2: It's socializing and it's also like mommy socializing time. Anyway, these photos are everywhere and we got, so, we got so many calls about this and I think it's because people follow all of these women. I think they follow – and all of these women were posting the And they saw it like 12 photos. times. They saw it over and over and over again.
0: I mean also the other thing is like what are we – you call about this and it's like what are we supposed to say? You know, like these are some of these topics that I really don't understand where like I get that people call and tell us that like oh, these babies are all like hanging out and it's like – Okay, like I don't have, I don't know what I have to contribute.
2: I felt the exact same way, Lindsay, which is why, <laughs> the reason I played this instead of skipping it as I normally would have is because we have an extra layer here, which is that Hillary Duff released a custom spatula at William Sonoma.
0: Oh, I love the custom spatula game.
2: I love when William Sonoma works with. I think it's no kid hungry. And they have celebrities come in, usually, usually, historically, they bring in celebrities who are food adjacent and they say, hey, design a spatula, we'll make a billion of them and sell them.
0: I probably already said this, but it reminds me of when I was younger and they had those kits where you would draw on like a piece of paper or like you would draw like a painting or like color something and mm-hmm. they'd make it into like a plate, you know? Yeah. We've talked about this because yeah. I drew like, I drew, for some reason, I drew a picture of it's my like Tuck Everlasting, Everlasting yeah. book. And it ended up on a plate in our family for like a decade, you know? I loved it apparently so much that I drew the book onto a plate. But this yeah. reminds me of that, like, cause the draw cause they literally make them draw it. Like eat like just cause you're a good cook doesn't mean you're a good artist. So you have like a lot of these like Spatulas look like shit.
2: And just because you have a spatula at Williams-Sonoma doesn't mean you even cook, which I think is the more <laughs> shocking thing to me. So they've seen in the past, they had like they've Ina Garden did expanded. one, you know. Yeah. Now they have, I I, I pulled out the list. We have Brian Hart Hoffman, Gabby Dalkin, Kevin Curry, Derek Cuff, Tamron Hall, Bobby Flay, Hillary Duff, the Brown, Molly Okay? Okay. How many of those people are actually known for cooking? About 70%. The three who aren't are right. Derek Huff, absolutely not, Tamron Hall, absolutely not, and Hillary Duff, absolutely not. I'm sorry, those people are not cooking people. Why are they designing spatulas? I don't want them on my spatulas.
0: Don't buy their spatulas then.
2: Well, here's the problem the only one I want is the only one that's sold out. The Tap at the Brown one is sold out. All the other ones are available.
0: All of them. God, she, she cannot do wrong. She's no. got a memoir coming out too.
2: It's called F- Feeding the Soul, parentheses. Honestly, it's my business finding our way to love joy and freedom tap of the brown like this is not this is this is not a cooking book this is an inspirational book this is tap of the brown the inspirational speaker coming out to play this is what it is
0: her religious stuff kind of puts her on another level in terms of like what i think her output will be for and motivation like that it's motivational she's a motivational speaker at this point Yeah. yeah right yeah
2: I honestly think that we we've said this before but this the more and more I think about this the more I think that she wants to like sort of veer away from food. Anyway, um the other people here, we've got Brian Hart Hoffman who is the Don't founder know. of a magazine called Bake from Scratch. But his I are, like his drawings. His are great. It's croissants. It's crescents. Yeah. Croissants. But they Croissant. they're croissants. Croissant. And then Kevin Croissants and then Kevin Curry who has that blog Fit Men Cook. And his is a Uh-oh. watermelon with a bite taken out of it. It's cute. It's actually it's quite cute. It's cute. Cuff's his ugliest sin. I would say, <laughs> it's just squiggles. And listen to this.
0: He's he starting a eat. Vegas residency. Did you know that? Doing what? He dances. Derek Huff dances. You know that.
4: What do you do when you fall?
2: When you fall, like literally, everybody's falling, right? O- on stage. Yeah. Actually, funny story, my very first experience on Dancing with the Stars, it was the second episode. I was dancing with Jenny Garth and live on television in front of 20 million viewers at that time, I I fell. I dropped her. I dropped my partner, which is like worst nightmare scenario situation. So after that, I was like, you know what? Nothing can get worse than this. You get up and keep dancing? Keep dancing. You got to keep moving, keep going. Then you have Tamron Hall. We know who Tamron Hall is. No food. Then you have Gabby Dalkin, who has that blog, What's Gabby Cooking? Hers is cute. It has pizza on it. Bobby Flay drew a cat. We know who Bobby Flay is. He's the cheater, allegedly. Wow. Then there's Hilary Duff. She doesn't do food. She just drew, like, it looks like sand art. Tap at the Brown drew, like, her from behind, thinking like so, like that. And then Molly Yeh, who is another food blogger and cookbook author. Derek Huff. I was like, does Derek Huff associate himself with food in any way? And I found a video called What We Eat in a Day with him and his girlfriend. Guess what you think... You'll be right, by the way. Guess what you think. I think there are about five meals in there. Guess Smoothie. what two of them are. Got it. Smoothie.
0: Smoothie. Salad.
2: Got it. Can you guess what he eat? the two things that he eats slash drinks before that? Water. Okay, what's in the water?
0: Smart water.
2: What's in the water?
0: Electrolytes. Uh, uh, chlorophyll.
2: Right when he wakes up, he has water that has this
0: Celery. in Celery.
2: That's one of them. He makes celery juice. But before the celery juice, he has water with?
0: Lemon.
2: Hot water with lemon. Then he has celery juice. Then he has a smoothie. Then he has a salad. Then guess what? They end the day with chicken breasts. I'm just like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like...
0: Can you imagine that cooking book? You'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs>
2: that I mean, I've said this in the podcast before, but that's the whole thing about like getting ripped that drives me crazy because all you eat are chicken breasts. <laughs> I'm just like, right. get me out of here.
0: Right, that's true.
2: I love this tweet from Paula Forbes, who's a food writer. She wrote a great Austin cookbook, actually, and she responded to us rude to pick the Duff sister that doesn't even have a cookbook, which because Haley looking. Duff
0: has a cookbook. Haley Duff is actually known for cooking. I mean, okay, that's a stretch, but she has a cookbook. You know Haley Duff as an actress and singer-songwriter <laughs> who makes up one half
3: of Hollywood's coolest sister duos. Oh. And now she's taking her talents to the kitchen with the
0: release of her new cookbook. I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town?
2: Your mom's aura frame.
0: The aura frame. The aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh there's that. Oh there's that. Oh there I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? how they get that photo?
2: I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text GIF, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No,
0: I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know?
2: They love to steal from... And they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. But it'll just oh. be like a cropped
4: Hello. Oh, just got really bad heartburn. Um, So Jordan Firstman's birthday party, (laughs) um, I guess, was a super spreader event. Marina has tested positive after attending. Um, Lots of pop girlies were there. Dua Lipa, Charlie XCX, Kim Petrus, Toblow, Phoebe Bridgers, and Caroline Polachek were all also at the party. I don't know. I find this kind of funny because mostly, honestly, because I find Jordan first So fucking annoying and unfunny. Um, With all due respect. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. This is funny to me. Okay. Goodbye. Crunch, crunch.
0: I love that he got Harpen for releasing the rudest call. It's It's like he warned his body. warned him.
2: I hate this person. Here
0: comes the bile, and then like he just like spit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like I don't like Jordan Firstman. Uh. I don't mind Jordan Firstman. I have to say, I I'm like. You know, like first of all, he was a so his thing is he's a, he's one of those uh, quarantine famous front facing comedian, front facing camera
2: Comedy, yeah, he did front yeah. facing. he was already a writer. He was already writing for certain. But I would parties. call
0: him like a contemporary of Z Way. You know, in terms of the way it's like the types of people Goalie. that popped up that were doing stuff on like Instagram that got really kind of like known. You know,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, totally. For that, did you know? Speaking of Z Way, did you see that Demi ripped off Z Way's aesthetic for their new talk show? I was like, Are you Demi? kidding? Did you like, see the poster? The pink. No, the I didn't. Pink, it just the the floofy, like... the bubbly. I was like, come yeah, on, Demi. Boring. Anyway, weird side note.
0: He wrote for a search party, so we kind of have to stand because search party is a perfect show. So like, I don't know. That's how I feel. And also the kind of thing about Jordan Firstman is however you feel about him. As a who, he had a, the themmiest pop girly party of the season. I mean, who wasn't at this birthday party, <laughs> which is what's kind of funny. The only person who wasn't at this party was Rita Ora, which is even funnier to me.
2: Well, Rita Ora and Dua Lipa allegedly don't get along anymore, do they? But Anyway, Jordan Firstman had a birthday party. The thing about this is, like, I've seen the response to this sort of run the gamut. There are people who are just sort of, like, responding to this as though, like, oh, wow, breakthrough infections are real. This is scary, which is totally legitimate. And then there's also, like, wow, Jordan Firstman hosted a super spreader party. That's really funny. Also legitimate, because it is. And also, Jordan Firstman is a villain for hosting this party where all the girlies got sick. But I'm sort of like... I feel like this is, not to get all PSA, I feel like this is just going to happen now. Like, oops, this is how vaccinations work. None of these people are super sick, thank God, because they were vaccinated. Like, this is the risk you take now going out into the world. You could get sick. We know someone who got sick. They can't smell or taste. Fortunately, they're fine.
0: COVID aside, when I saw this party, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, this is like a huge party. I'm like kind of jealous, you know? Like, it almost felt like... This party that was like accessible but not. And it had like mm-hmm. all every single it had like a whole playlist on there, you know? So of pop girls.
2: Of pop girls. And the thing about Jordan Firstman, he does as like the famous friend, there's always one. Like every era of culture like has the the number one like famous friend, the guy who's friends with everyone, the person who's friends with everyone. And right now Jordan Firstman is that person. I and mean, he
0: proved it. He proved if you're gonna prove it that you're the guy who's friends with everyone, then like this is this is the proof.
2: Derek Blasberg, who? Honestly, Jordan Firstman who as well.
0: He pulled Dua, Charlie, Kim Petras, Tovlo, Phoebe Bridgers, Caroline Polachek, Christine and the Queens.
2: Like mm-hmm.
0: jeez. I got to
2: say it's probably really hard to get Christine and the Queens out of the house. So like much <laughs> respect to him. Much respect to Jordan for like getting Christine like to the party cuz I bet Christine's the one where it's like Come on, no, you're going to have to stay forever. Just come, it'll be fun. Like, just say Why hi. Why are
0: you putting this on Christine and the Queens? Maybe she's really fun. Is this just Maybe. your, your fanfic? That's fic. my
2: fanfic. My fanfic is that she's sort of a homebody.
0: It's just funny.
2: This is how Marina revealed that they got COVID. Hey, everyone, I got COVID last week, as did five of my friends, Okay. So now it's sort of like which five, and also are there more now? Just want to say be careful out there. Breakthrough cases are more common than are being reported. The main job of this vaccine is to prevent serious illness or death. I'm so glad and grateful I have it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be feeling okay in day six. However, doesn't make the mild version of COVID any less unpleasant. It sucks. I definitely had a false sense of security indoors, so I wanted to give you all a heads up. Marina, P.S. Get vaxxed as soon as you're offered it.
0: Maybe Jordan Firstman's birthday party was really his attempt at bringing awareness to breakthrough COVID. Hmm?
2: maybe you know what Lindsay? maybe i gotta say this is a great place to be on the snarkiest forums and message boards in existence because you'll get oh comments like this God. marina and the delta variant struck down by the curse of dua travelipa <laughs>
0: i calling dua lipa dude i forgot that dua, dua Lipa was like traveling like that people were like mad at her for traveling
2: she behaved very irresponsibly throughout the pandemic i know Duo was everywhere except Jordan Firstman's house during the pandemic. And the moment she, she goes to Jordan Firstman's house, everyone has COVID.
0: I mean, I'm just calling her duo travel lipa is like just just I can't I'm just
2: stop I mean Marita and the Delta variant is also hysterical. I can't Anyway, I hope everyone is okay. It is one of those yeah. things where it like feels weird to laugh at, but also I kind of assume that everyone's vaccinated. Like I feel like we would know that would have been leaked if the people involved were not vaccinated. I mean,
0: I hope so too. I hope so too, and I hope that you. And I honestly hope that if you weren't vaccinated, you wouldn't go to a party because you would know better. And that's like the choice you make is to not be vaccinated. You shouldn't be going to a party. Like that's the problem, right? You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, and if anyone there is unvaccinated like i wouldn't be going to parties you know i wouldn't be going to see olden theaters i wouldn't be going to anything
2: Mm -hmm. i wore my kn95 when i saw a show last night i went to the theater yesterday I'm sorry. And so I wear my k 85. I'm a little worried. I yeah. saw because Lindsay the show that lindsay has been telling me to see for years actually at this point I finally saw Four Get on Your Knees. Years. Jacqueline Novak was it's amazing. It's hard to
0: recommend that show now because it's closing so soon, but I will say she's doing a run of shows in San Francisco and if you live in San Francisco, you have to go see Jacqueline Novak Get Off Your Knees. It or Get on Your Knees? Get, get on Your knees. knees. Get on Your Knees.
2: <laughs> it yes. is
0: one of the finest. It's certainly the best one woman show I've ever seen in my whole life. But yeah. it is it is better than that because I actually don't really love the genre of one people shows that often. Mm-hmm. But is great. it is one of the best shows that I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my theater loving life.
2: And I got to say, there's a photo of like Phoebe Bridgers posing next to a bottle of poppers. And it's like, <laughs> maybe not the best place to do poppers.
0: <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> I mean, everyone's
2: like sniffing the same air, really dramatically around each other. You're
0: already there. It's like you're already like, you know.
2: This comment on this message board it says, "Update: Caroline Polachek has since confirmed in a tweet that she is safe." (laughs) (laughs) Thank God.
0: Thank God. She has a new good song. Have you heard it? Bunny is a writer. I She's heard it. It's really good. Love her. It's really good. Whereas I it? just love that the guest list for this show for this party was like a very specific Spotify playlist.
2: <laughs> Daily Mix 4 was that a super spreader event. <laughs> <4? then>?
0: Four? <laughs> this is my Daily Mix 2. This is up the ladder. It's Daily
2: Mix 2. It's Daily my Mix. My Daily
0: Mix 2 all went to a party without me? That's fucked
2: up. Wait, actually that's let Where let me was see. my invite? <laughs> let me actually see which Daily Mix they are right now. My Daily Mix 4 is the Pop Girlies. My Daily Mix 3 is Country. My Daily Mix 2 is Instrumental. My Daily Mix 1. Why doesn't it show Daily Mix 1? Wait, Made for Bobby? It starts with (laughs) 2. Why does it start with 2? Oh, Daily Mix 1. Oh, Indie. Laurie McKenna, Rostam, The Magnetic Fields. Phoebe Bridges is in here. Stars and Phoebe Bridges are in here. So she's in Daily Mix 1.
0: Okay, my daily mix 3 is Rihanna Tanache Doja Cat. My daily mix 2 is Phoebe Bridgers, Sufjan Stevens, Lucy D- Lucy Dacus. My daily mix 1 Charlie XCX, Marina and the Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> it's da- it's one.
2: Wow. <sighs> daily mixes 1 and 2 <laughs> were exposed to the Delta variant at Jordan First Not my party. daily
0: mix. <laughs> pretty funny actually all right all okay. right all right. everyone's okay
2: on. i'm just happy that we're in a place where like this can happen and we're not worried i know for their safety. I i'm just know. like i feel i feel an immense sense of like and i'm being very serious like i feel really good about stuff like this because it's like oh wow these people are actually behaving responsibly and this right. is what happens like this and is the know, new version of risk
0: and you know rita aura from afar is pissed because her party only had like 25 well, she people the in it and she got in trouble and people got COVID there
2: too. But isn't that, but that's like, what's, that's what's so interesting about this. It's like, look how far we've come where it's like back, I know. you know, eight, 10 months ago, we were like, do not Come together. There is no vaccine. I know. This is unsafe. And look what happens. There were super spreader events where people got really, really sick.
0: Rita Ora's super spreader birthday is fully cancelable. We do not stand. And we don't care who is there. We don't care. I don't care. We don't care. care.
2: We're pissed. We this don't care. it's like, you know what? This is the this is the risk you take now when you go outside. I
0: said, Oh, I'm so glad the girlies had fun responsibly in a way. <laughs>
2: right. And guess what? If you get invited to a thing that's indoors in the near future and you say, I don't really want to go. I'm afraid of, like, breakthrough infection. That's fine.
0: If you don't want to party with my Daily Mix 1, then you don't have to.
2: Totally fine. Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby.
4: Um, are you guys finally going to talk about Alexandra Daddario now that she's on that show, White Lotus, that every uh, everyone really likes? Okay, crunch friends. Bye-bye. Love you.
5: Alexandra Daddario is, like, great in the new HBO show, The White Lotus. Um... I don't know what to make of this. This sounds like a spawn call. I swear to God, it's not. I'm, I literally paused the first episode because I was like, wait, she's a good actress. I know who
3: she is now. Um, good for her. Good for him, Hi, Bobby Lindsay. I'm watching The White Lotus on HBO Max or Retro. I don't even know anymore. Um, and Alexandra Daddario's in it. And I think she's, like, maybe good. Like, is this her chance to become a them,
0: finally. Would love to hear from you. Um, thanks, Crunch Crunch.
2: The White Lotus is so good.
0: It's so good so far. We're definitely going to talk about it on This Is Not A Westworld Podcast, which is an exclusive to our Patreon at length.
2: Mm.
0: We love the stars. We love Steve's Jennifer Coolidge. On. Jennifer we Coolidge. Love on. We oh, love Oh, Connie
2: Britton. It's also fun to see Natasha Rothwell from Insecure kind of do like not straight comedy. She's so good.
0: The girl from Euphoria, so good.
2: Sydney Sweeney, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney, yeah. Sweeney. What's well, his name? No- Jake Lacy, and that creepy oh, kid who's yeah. in everything now, Fred Heschinger.
0: Oh, yeah, he's from freaking Woman in the Window
2: and the, fir- the Fear Street.
0: And Fear Street, Murray Bryant, Bartlett, he's in everything. Who creepy was
2: Dom and looking also great
0: oh my god I just put that together he's yeah. great he's yeah. dumb
2: yeah he's great
0: and obviously written and directed by, by, uh, by one Mike of our White. faves Mike White who by the way just read the profile on him in the New Yorker yesterday on the train and what incredible a profile, profile that is incredible First of all, just incredible love the details he gives about projects he's working on projects he has worked on. he's a real freaking legend he tells a story where he uh, he he was on Survivor and Amazing Race and I guess when he was on Survivor he had a part or he was at somebody's house it was Courtney Cox's house Courtney Cox's house house who seems to really be the center of a hub for a lot of celebrities the more and like the more she comes up it's like Courtney cox loves to throw a party invite like a list to d list you know like she really runs the gamut anyways Mm -hmm. and he was at this party at Courtney cox's and he was telling everyone how he was going on the amazing race with his dad he was like i don't really like parties and he saw jennifer aniston was there and he saw jennifer aniston go why like her face was like why
2: yeah (laughs) she gave a face like why the fuck
0: Oh, he's so he's, really, he's so precious. He's really like, great. protect Mike White at all costs.
2: I know. Did we miss anyone?
0: No, I don't think we missed anyone in that cast. It's a really standout cast. Just a great cast. And I think we got every single person. Bye.
2: <laughs> we got everyone. <laughs> Next call.
1: Hey, guys. Um, so I'm a South Asian-American um, Parents from India and Nepal. So I was recently shown this music video, Jason Derulo, and I'm like, okay, new Jason Derulo song, and I see it's called Jalebi Baby, which I'm pretty sure Jalebi is a who for Americans. I know you guys know, like, samosas and chicken tikka masala or whatever, but I don't think most American white people know what Jalebi is, (laughs) Um, and I don't think, so yeah, it's definitely a who, but... I just was just kind of like well, this is random Jalebi baby like cool <laughs> Um, but then it's featuring this guy named Tesher and I mean I like to pride myself that I'm pretty well versed with the brown people that have made it over to the um, United States but I don't know who Tesher is and for the record we're not happy about Priyanka Chopra being our representation I just want to make that very clear anyways um, but
0: yeah, who's Tesher? Good form, Bella This is another fascinating tale of Jason Derulo hopping on an already viral TikTok song.
2: The story of this song is so much wilder than I realized because I hadn't even heard the song.
0: It's like the story of pop music as it stands in 2021. is like you could trace the way that music works based on this one song's history, you know?
2: existing pop superstar justin bieber releases a terrible song like capital t capital e capital every letter terrible song called yummy right the worst song in existence i hate it the is song very yummy. bad so it bad is
0: very bad and it doesn't even really grow on you and i no. tried and it doesn't it's yeah, a yummy is the nightmare worst. song yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes
2: tesher releases a remix of the song
0: wait before you do this who is tesher tesher is a Canadian. Maybe that's why you don't know about him.
2: Yeah, the caller mentioned being pretty well versed in people who made it to the United States. But Tesher is Canadian. Tesher is also his stage name. His real name, his given name is Hitesh Sharma.
0: Right. And he's interesting because his father was a videographer and he would go to weddings and like functions like Indian parties and weddings and stuff like that. And and film them Mm -hmm. and he would go with his father to them and that's why he got into Punjabi music
2: yeah there's this profile of him that I found on a website man's world India and it kind of like summarizes his background really well really quickly he says my dad is involved in the community he decided to do videography for all these events that eventually branched out to people asking him if he provided DJ services his reply was no I don't but my 11 year old son really likes computers and music and he goes that's how I started DJing and then it says Tesher used to keep himself updated with all the new Bollywood songs to play at the functions but when he wasn't DJing or looking for new bollywood music he spent his time listening to hip-hop somewhere in the middle of it all he decided to fuse the two together so now we have the background okay so what does he fuse together he fuses together justin bieber's terrible 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 song yummy with a song from a movie called double Dhamal, and the song is called jalebi bai i'm gonna play a clip of that song here yeah.
0: And jalebi is a type of dessert. I hadn't heard of it.
2: I hadn't heard of it either.
0: It's, I guess you, they take flour and they put it into like a gorgeous shape like a pretzel and then with it's sugar and then they deep fry it. It's a, And it's more of a snack though than funnel cake. Like it's more of a, it's more crunchy. It's like it's cookie more like size. Ha, it's more like uh handleable. So yes, yeah, so he makes this, he takes Yummy, which is that Justin Bieber song, and makes it about this yummy, f- sweet snack. Yeah, you got that
3: <laughs>
2: So then, after this version of the song comes out and goes viral on TikTok, he releases a full-length version called Jalebi Baby, which strips out the Justin Bieber of it all.
0: Right. He wrote his own new verses and a new hook and made it half English, half Punjabi to make it, like, international in a way.
2: Mm-hmm. Smart, very smart. And then it sounds like this. Light it up, I'm living every day like it's Diwali. Young tesha, young Rukh, I'm at every party. And you got what I wanted, Sony, yeah. This version of the song goes even more viral. And then guess who fucking sees it? None other than Mr. TikTok himself, Jason Derulo. And he calls this guy up. Because this is not Tesha's first time at the TikTok rodeo. He's already gone viral before. Like, not as viral as this one for another song that he wrote called Young Shah So it's like... He does this, and Jason Derulo saw something in him. He was like, this guy has potential.
0: And then Jason Derulo, who's like, thing literally is trolling TikTok for songs to jump on, jumps on this song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's one correction I want to make, Caller. It's not featuring Tesher. Tesher's the lead artist. Jason Derulo is the featured artist. But it's now bigger than ever. So you're sort of like, we're in this place where I'm like, rolling my eyes at Jason Derulo, once again inserting himself into the narrative, but, but at the same time, he's truly lifting this who up, and like, yes, Tesher is still a who, but like, he's getting more press than ever. Like, this song had already gone viral on TikTok. The song was already an internet phenomenon, but it didn't truly, like, bubble up into like, broader pop culture until Jason Derulo.
0: Because Jason Derulo was like, on the Tay Show performing it with Tesher. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not... What's it's kind of like nice about it to give him a little credit he's not just saying like let me cover your song and like take it away yeah. from you he's like let's do this together and also that creeps that keeps like the authenticity of the song intact so mm-hmm. he really like is very smartly doing this it's also the kind of song that is like a seamless jump for Jason Derulo because he's so like he's so genreless that he can kind of do anything you know mm-hmm. he's so bland that he can just like He can just do. He literally can do anything in terms of genre. Like it's. It wouldn't surprise me, is what I'm saying. Not that I'm saying he can do it well, but he just can do anything.
2: I was listening to uh, an interview with Tesher talking about like the song lyrics, and he goes through. It's not on Genius it was on something else and he was talking about the ly- uh, subtext and he was like breaking down all of the lyrics to Jalebi Baby and at one point he says this let me find it
5: baby let me see it, Jalebi baby I just want to eat it, Jalebi baby baby let me see it,
2: Jalebi I I know the things the things that you like I know this is a lyric explained video but I think it's actually best that uh the chorus is just interpreted by the audience however you'd like for me personally this song is not about jalebis. When I say "baby," let me see it. I just want to eat it. I'm not talking about jalebis, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no I'm kidding. We get it, man. I do like that. <laughs> we he's... Get it.
0: It's what it is. Is it's 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 the sound of the word jalebi, the way you pronounce it, and how that rhymes with baby. The fact that you can rhyme jalebi with baby is literally the song and like what he was inspired by.
2: It is music in 2021. It's everything combined to turn into, like, this new singular thing. So it's like, yes, these are all the influences. Yes, these are all the inspirations. But Jalebi Baby is still its own fucking thing.
0: Also, I'm sorry if you are a musician and you hear Justin Bieber's Yummy and you hear, girl, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. And this is the (laughs) chorus. You also would be like, what the fuck? I could do better (laughs) than that. Like, this song is trash. (laughs) Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's literally
0: the chorus is girl you got that yummy 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 like wow i mean the music is a little bit more creative but like wow what a like what a song anyways i just think like i'm not surprised it's like you look at that song and you're like i could do that like let me let me try and it could make it interesting or a little bit more interesting at least you know
2: and he did it like and now he signed to like a label god bless jason derulo <laughs> Let's end with who are them, okay? Let's end with who are them. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed.
0: your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh,
2: oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
0: Not only am I pulling out my linen
2: I hate And Quince middlemen. only
0: works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
2: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash who.
1: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, some streaming service, I don't know which one, um, is like putting out previews for being john malkovich and i was wondering if john malkovich is a who or them thanks Crunch, crunch
2: john malkovich who were them one two three them. them and i think he would fall under the line of character actor who if not for being john malkovich i think that's the movie that made him go from i'm the whole point of that movie is that he was a character actor. No one knew, you know, like that he was yeah. just this random guy, you know, random character yeah. actor that was in everything and famous, but not super famous. And that movie made his name more famous and important.
0: Yeah. And now I think he's one of those thems that can like, if he headlines like a Shakespeare festival or if he plays like Hamlet, you know, whatever. He's too old to play Hamlet. But you know what I mean? Like he like, sorry, that was so rude.
2: <laughs> Didn't What's-His-Name just play Hamlet now? Who? old guy the old gay guy Ian McKellen he's literally playing he's playing Hamlet right now
0: okay well he's too old to play Hamlet Hamlet's supposed to be younger he's supposed to be but it's
2: that's the whole point of this When it's like I'm gonna be the old guy doing Hamlet Hamlet. like before I die I'm just saying
0: I'm that was just rude and then I like doubled back on how I didn't mean that to be rude I'm just saying like if he was he could like if, it, if a theater company was doing, he's the, he's the star power in like a, a production like that. But I also feel like he also could headline, he also could lead him a, a movie too.
3: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Quick question. Is Tim Robbins or Tim Robinson more famous? And are either one of
0: them Koop?
2: I think that Tim Robbins is definitely them here. I think that you just don't beat the Shawshank Redemption. You know, I mean, Tim like,
0: Robbins is also he's he's with Susan Sarandon. He's in like an A-list like celebrity couple. Well, they, like they've he's...
2: been broken up for a really long time. But I think that the Shawshank Redemption is like still one of like the top movies that people love. So you know, you don't you don't beat that. That's kind of all you need. You know,
0: I think Tim Robbins is more famous than Tim Robinson. I, no, I don't, on any level. Even if you don't like, I think you should leave. Even with <laughs> however you feel about it, it's like Tim yeah. Robinson was like on what a few seasons of SNL and now he's got like kind of a indie indie comedy career via like Netflix I mean obviously I think he's big but I'm just like he's not even on one of those Netflix shows that people are like quote-unquote talking about it's like very much like a niche audience
2: yeah so it's Tim Robbins it's Tim Robbins okay is Tim Robbins
0: a them though
2: one two three them Them, maybe I think so Mm -hmm. I think that Shawshank is enough you think 90s Tim Robbins I think that's enough
3: Okay. hi Lindsay Bobby I'm sitting with some writer friends we're all writers and we really appreciated your coverage of Tarrant Hayes um, because he is like such a literary them but he's a who in like the real world which was a real revelation for us and so we were talking about other literary them's, and we were wondering um, what it takes for a literary them to become a them them and does Sally Rooney count? Has she moved from literary them them to them them them? In that same vein, is Celeste Ng a literary them of, uh, little fires everywhere? Um and, uh, I think that's all of your questions. <laughs> we love you so much and um me and grief okay bye
2: sally rooney one two
0: three who okay okay
2: Okay. and i think little fires everywhere is definitely it's really hard to get like book sale numbers so this is all speculation i do think little fires everywhere probably sold way more copies than any sally rooney book as big as sally rooney books are both normal people and little fires everywhere were hulu shows but only one of them was super a-listy i feel like more people actually talked about normal people Little Fires Everywhere was Reese Witherspoon and Washington. You know, like, it was definitely themier, year, themier year of the two. But I think it's hard for these, like, literary writers to cross into themdom unless they've, like, released a, bu- a bunch of books. Like, I feel like it takes a while, even if your books are huge. And, yeah, even Sally Rooney has released a few books. But I feel like it wasn't until Normal People that they were, like, really hyped. So I feel like yeah. once Celeste Ng releases more... Like once she's established as like, oh, the new Celeste Ng that's coming out after like her fifth or sixth book, maybe. But I just think that there are really, really few literary thems. But even
0: then it's like, who are book who are like writer thems? It's like Stephen King, you know, it's like J.K. Rowling, unfortunately. It's like, you know, it's it is these it is these writers who've crossed into that celebrity category in that mm-hmm. like kind of way, you know?
2: Dead writers aside, like Classical literature aside, even like early 20th century literature aside, I think to be like a contemporary them writer, you need to be prolific. You have to have a lot of stuff.
0: Well, it's also just like the idea that like a author does not have to be alive to be like significant in culture as an author because books are just like forever and like you don't have to really so it's like Jane Austen you know like is in the same realm as you know Sally Rooney even though Sally Rooney is contemporary and Jane Austen Mm -hmm. is not like it's just it is yeah it is one of those fields that's just a little bit different because uh books come and go in a way that like film and TV doesn't maybe like the equivalent would be like friends coming back on streaming and all of a sudden like people care about like Matthew Perry again right like that's the same thing as if like somebody made a Pride and Prejudice uh, remake movie and it was huge and then people are like Jane Austen we're talking about Jane Austen you know Mm -hmm. like it is one of those things where I feel like in books it happens more because trends in books can happen for for no re no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. in more of a way.
2: Yeah, and I'm like thinking about like big books in the past few years, and it's like the Vanishing Half, probably the biggest book of last year, the biggest like novel of last year. I don't think Brit Bennett's a them. No, she's released two hits. I don't think she's a them. She's a literary yeah. them. It truly is. It's like Stephen King and like Ellen Hildebrandt, <laughs> you know, like I James know. Patterson, the people who just are constantly churning out these books.
0: But you also have to play the game of being kind of an author. You also have to like play the game, right? You also have to kind of like be this personality in a way, be mm-hmm. this brand, or else your book will be louder than you, which I think a lot of authors prefer. Yeah. Brit Bennett might prefer that her books are louder than her like personal brand or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the only success that a book writer really wants is the opportunity to get another book. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, like, they don't give a shit half the time.
2: Yeah. I just don't... I don't think that there are that many literary thems, especially ones who are alive and working. (laughs) Like, the literary thems are dead, honey. Like, Also, people don't read. It sucks. Right. And, like, even the... Even, just because you're on a bestseller doesn't mean you sold – a mil- like, it's not like you sold a million copies. Like,
0: Well, that's the other trick. That's is the that other the trick. List the is kind of a farce. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's like
2: – People don't uh, read books. It's just hard to be a them outside of an industry that isn't that big to begin right, with. Right,
0: but that's why, like, Little Fires Everywhere, the Hulu show kind of reflects back so, so, so big on the book because it's such a big – even though that b- book was big, the show is always going to be bigger
2: right that reminds me of this like story i read in the middle of the pandemic and they were talking about how like yeah this is a great year for publishing people are buying a lot of books this year but they're buying like they're all buying the same books it's not like they're trying new writers they're buying like to kill a mockingbird they're buying like you know like what's the huge book from a few years ago where the crawdad's Sing. they're buying the same books, so it's not like there are even that many contemporary thems to choose from and speaking of where the crawdad's Sing, can you name who wrote that? What's her name? I don't even know, and I've read that book, and I don't—I couldn't tell you where the corrode... okay. Delia Owens. No idea. That's a who? Sorry, you've sold yeah. like a hundred million copies of this book, and no one I also, knows your name. Yeah,
0: it's—it's it's, you know, authors are more behind uh, writers or can be more behind the scenes, unless yeah. they're not, you know, like
2: unless they're not, <laughs> unless they're not. Okay. But it's
0: very easy for them to remain. That's why literary who's are that's why literary who's a conversation that you're having with your friends is tough.
2: Yeah.
3: Hey Lindsay Bobby. Um, I was just discussing with my wife, M. Knight Shyamalan. Um, we both agree for us as a millennial and then an older millennial. I'm the younger millennial and she's older. She's um 84 and I'm 91 but we both agree that he's a them but we also think that he's kind of on the mind and that for the younger generation he might be a who um yeah so we'd love to hear your thoughts hashtag grateful for Sharna hashtag women belong in balloons. <laughs> Yes.
2: Crunch, crunch! Wow, an 84 year old and a 91 year old <laughs> calling in. Love to hear it. Um, I thought that's how old yeah, they were. I was like, I know,
0: I know. Okay. wow, our audience, iconic and <laughs> so think... old. I love
2: it. Okay, M Night Shyamalan. We talked about old uh-huh. earlier. There is something, something wrong, wrong with this with beach. With this beach. <laughs> There's something wrong with There's this. beach. There's something
0: wrong with this beach. There's something wrong with this beach.
2: M Night Shyamalan. Who were them? One, two, three, them. Them. M. Night Shyamalan, who went from film darling to butt of a joke to misunderstood legend.
0: The reason why I think he's a them is because he really can continue to make movies based on his name name. being synonymous with a certain type of movie that people like to see. But it is... but it's not like his movies are necessarily good anymore or even critically reviewed or even necessarily that popular. They're always like middlingly popular, Mid- middling, middling popular. I think, he's,
2: I think he's a workhorse, though. I think he like. Is a really good director. A cheap fast movie, right? A cheap fast movie, and I think he is a good guy, and people like working with him, which is why he constantly gets good casts. Right? You You never hear
0: like bad things about M. Night Shyamalan. You just hear that his movies are disappointing in many ways. Although I liked Split, I never saw the second one, but I liked the first one because I loved. I loved
2: Unbreakable. Gotta tell you, I love Unbreakable. But that's I'm saying. I
0: think that he is his name sells a movie in a very specific Mm -hmm. way that not a lot of um, directors' names sell movies like the way his name sells a movie.
2: Yeah, and I mean this guy made what is considered by many to be one of the worst movies of all time, Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender.
0: Is is that and considered guess what? one of the last mo- worst movies of all time?
2: Yeah, and then guess what? He's still making movies after that. He's still making movies.
0: Right. I mean, he makes he makes a good amount of terrible movies. You it, but occasionally yeah, he happening. makes ones that are fun.
2: You know what movie of his was was like one of those like a perfect bad good? What the visit, the one with Catherine Hahn. And like the old lady, like the kids who go to the grandma's house and she's, and it's like, oh, don't leave your room after nine. After nine. movie.
0: Great. The, <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters, I Scary think. old lady.
2: Yeah, scary old lady.
0: Scary old lady movie. Very Hansel and Gretel-y, weird vibes of that movie. Anyways, yes. I mean, he can turn, I mean, the movie probably probably cost $5, you know? Catherine mm-hmm. Hahn asked for three of it, you know? Three of the yeah. five. <laughs>
2: Anyway, M. Night Shyamalan, them.
0: And there's something wrong with this beach. If you want to know what's wrong with this beach, we'll reveal it in the Patreon. We'll probably reveal it in
2: the Patreon, yeah.
0: And then so you can pay to hear the spoiler.
3: Hi, this is Caroline. I'm sitting with my friends in Brooklyn and we're debating what is the Whoia subway line. We think it might be the W.
2: On? Did someone say Brooklyn? <laughs> 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 Someone's sitting an in Brooklyn. I have an you answer. You have for an this. answer. Okay.
0: You know what the hooiest train really is the, oh. the one that got canceled? The nine. The nine doesn't even exist anymore. It was so hooey, they canceled it fully off the map.
2: The nine train, it's over. Yeah. The
0: nine is dead. Okay. The, the nine's coast, never
2: existed since I lived in New York.
0: Which is crazy because I rode the nine in college all the time.
2: Yeah, no more. Always on the nine. Was it on the one, two, three line?
0: Yeah, it was the one, two, three, nine, which is crazy. <laughs> it was red. <laughs> Are it you kidding? Red. It was
2: the one, two, three, nine? Yeah, it
0: was red. It was red.
2: Where did it start? Was it express?
0: N- no, it was quite local. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was quite listen, local. Listen, okay. listen. I think the who he is trained is the answer to this is not the W. I think okay. the answer is clear. It's the what? fucking shuttle. It's the shuttle. It oh, goes like S. two stops. Well, there are two and shuttles. And it's gray, and nobody knows it. And it's the
2: S. There are two shuttles, though.
0: Well, and the T. Which
2: I think is what makes it so confusing.
0: The T is pretty hooey, too.
2: I was going to say the the Z is the hooeyest because the Z is like every time you see the Z, you're like, <coughs> <laughs> um, it's the Z. No, I think you're right. The S it's is definitely the, the, the shuttles.
0: It's the S and the T, which I've never even heard of existing. Have you ever taken the T?
2: I've never taken the T.
0: It's the new one. They just built it. It's the Second Avenue Shuttle line, right? That's what they just built. Yeah, yeah. Which is what they just what they just spent a good dollars on building. I gotta go ride it. I guess.
2: I guess I gotta get on the T. I don't take but the yeah. T.
0: But anyways, the S, which is very useful, but for some reason, like g- has the most random. I mean, the shuttle in Brooklyn. The shuttle in Manhattan is pretty me because it goes from Times Square to.
2: But they're Board both S's. And I think that's what it goes from Times Square to Grand Central Station. It just goes back and forth yeah. from Times Square to Grand right. Central Station.
0: Right. It's literally the air train of
2: Manhattan. The Brooklyn S, though, is one of my favorite trains. Which, again, will show you that who them. Not a value judgment. The S is the hooiest train. And it's the best train.
0: No, I understand. But I just but I do think it's hooey because it's like ha- some people don't even know that train exists.
2: Oh, it's a it's a <laughs> lifeline. It's a crucial train. I love the S. If you've never been on the S, go take the S. It's a beautiful train. Where it's three are you stops. supposed
0: to tell them where to take the S to?
2: Pick it up at Franklin. Take it all the okay. way to Prospect
0: Park. Okay.
2: We're done here. RIP to the nine train. I cannot believe it was one, two, three, nine. That is <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Mm. We will see you next Tuesday with another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling it 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreoncom Who Weekly for bonus episodes and extra content. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey. Mia. Hey. There's something wrong with this beach.
3: I almost
5: feel bad because we're going to get so many calls about this but no famous Bobbies? I don't think so honey we have Bobby Flay we have Bobby Brown then we have Bobby with an eyebrow the makeup designer we have Bobby Shmurda Bobby Lee Bobby Fisher the chess player Bobby Cannavale like there are a lot of famous Bobbies. Bobby ba- back back Oh no. I was going to say Bobby Baccalari, but that is the character name from the Sopranos. Oh, my bad. Um, but there are a lot of famous Bobbies. I won't take this famous Bobby erasure. Uh, crunch, crunch, flip, and dorkin.
4: Hi, weekly. Um, long time, long time. I was literally just about to fall asleep. um, but I could not remember who or if Teresa Palmer is a real person. Um, is she? Or is she in a David Lynch movie? She also sounds like maybe an actress. I don't know. I hope I don't have dreams about this. Anyway, um, Crunch Crunch... Uh, Love you guys. Bye. Hello, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, Just calling because I am uh, listening to Tuesday's episode, and uh, you're talking about the owl at the party. And um, it just reminded me of one night when I was out at a gay club, and a man decided to bring his pet bird with him, to the club and the whole time he was there the bird was just sitting on his shoulder hanging out while he was like dancing and drinking and like you know doing whatever you do at a bar and He was like just weirdly into it because it was so awkward um I was just like concerned the whole time that the bird was going to like freak out from all the music and activity and stuff but I mean, the bird seemed chill, and he insisted the bird was chill. Uh, anyway, uh, Livin' Levita La Laptop.
3: Hi, Lizzie Bobby. Um, long time, long time. Who the fuck is Olivia Palermo? And why the fuck have I seen her everywhere this week? And it's only Monday.
5: Thank you. crunch, crunch, crunch. crunch.
4: Christy Carlson Romano gave $5,000 to whoever recognized her from Disney Channel. Crunch, crunch, grateful for Sharna.